What's going on, everybody? Welcome to episode five of season two. I'm your host, Kurt Field. And it's your boy, Brundog, a.k.a. the Jewish Dagger, better than the Hebrew Hammer, better than everybody else. It's your boys. Another electric intro from from the Say Jew- my name. The Jewish, Jewish, the, the Jewish Dagger, the Jewish JD dagger. for short. Oh my goodness. Um, <laughs> more electric than this weekend's uh, football games, Bruno. Kind of a boring weekend. Yeah, that was a service to all you fans out there because we had a slate of games that I would just describe as games. <laughs> I don't have anything other than that. Jim, That's back it. to you. <laughs> just games. Um, I mean, there were a couple of good ones, but right. for the most part, some, some stinkers were in there. And, um, you know, same format as you guys have had for the last couple of weeks. We're going to quickly recap some of the those uh, snoozers that we were just talking about. Uh, then we'll get a little bit more into it on four or five of them. And then I'm going to unload on the Patriots-Chiefs game. He's holding it in right now. He's going to do his best to save it for later. We'll see if he makes it to I that Patriots like, segment. I feel like I'm a volcano just like ready to erupt. Erupt. Who did we equate to a volcano last week? We equated, was it Bill O'Brien? And then we say we, something was going to erupt or was that well, Dan Quinn? Cer- it was Dan Quinn. Oh, I was going to say, well, uh, Bill O'Brien certainly blew up. If yeah. You know what I mean. oh, we'll, get, we'll, we'll get to that. <laughs> um, but, you know, let's start. Let's start with Thursday Night Football, Bruno. Uh, Broncos best the Jets 37-28 on Thursday Night Football. The Jets are leading with a couple minutes to go and once again still find themselves in the loss column. I'm grinning from ear to ear saying that because I <laughs> can confirm. The, yeah, can confirm there. I hate them so much. Yeah, um, obviously tough. Again, I feel like I say this every week. Tough if you're a Jets fan. R-I-P-I-P, if you know what I mean. If, I, if, I, if you know what I mean. Anyways, my biggest takeaway from the Jets is simply they scored more points than I thought they were capable of. That's the whole That's take. That's my whole take. Okay, I respect that take. <laughs> uh, just the whole it was sloppy. It was sloppy, but it did get mildly entertaining in the fourth quarter. Right. Jets were down eleven. Then they came back and took the lead, and then gone. So Jets lose. Uh, not shocking. Uh, for the next game, after the Lions jumped out to a fourteen nothing lead on the Saints. My God. My God. The Saints scored thirty five unanswered points to leave Detroit victorious, thirty five to twenty nine. Any thoughts? Yeah, I mean, I, I'm fairly positive I saw a stat that was like the Lions are like 0-2 or 0-3 after having double-digit leads this year or something like that, which like, I mean, I know there's a lot of crazy stats out there, but like between them and the Falcons, they've got this crazy stat category down. Yeah. I don't know. It's like you have everything you need. They came out. I'm pretty sure in under like five minutes, they were up 14 nothing, right? Like It was fast, dude. It was like yeah. really fast. And then like how how do you go from that like what went wrong well matt patricia's your head coach so that is true and we do love our boy i guess more for past than for present but still like i don't don't know what happened i don't think i love him i think i respect him but i'm losing respect week and week week after week for him did you happen to catch what dan orlovsky said about matt patricia no i don't think i did so dan orlovsky for you guys who don't know uh former uconn quarterback leads um like every major category for quarterbacks at, at, in UConn history. Not saying a ton, but that, that he is, he's up there. Time um, stepped out of the end zone. Yes, he's most known for that play where he was he was a Detroit Lion, and he ran out the back of the end. He literally just ran out the back of the end zone. like <laughs> As one does. Yeah, as one does. Trying to make a, make a pass, yeah. uh, throw a pass. Not great. Anyway, he came on uh, one of the ESPN shows this, this week right after, and Matt Patricia made a comment. He's like, well, I had a lot of work to do when I got here to Detroit, and you know things weren't going well, so it's my job to fix it. And I'm like, hold on. You're on like year three or four now or something of being, of being in Detroit, and Dan Orlovsky just 
absolutely went at Matt Patricia. He's like, when Jim Caldwell was here, we he didn't have a losing record as a Lions head coach. Uh, we were competitive. We weren't, we weren't a great football team, but we were a good football team. And you had pieces in place. And since you got there, things have been terrible. So he absolutely put that man on blast. And I didn't disagree with anything that Dan said. Um, so I found that to be for, to be intriguing. And I, once Dan made those comments, uh, some former Lions players jumped in on Twitter and like couldn't agree more. And so I don't know. It was not not a lot of love for uh, for Maddie Maddie P out in Detroit right now. Yeah, and that kind of like almost throws the current players a little bit under the bus by saying like everything was so wrong. Like a lot of those players who were there when he got hired are still there. Like they're I know very much still there. Them, and yeah. to the like chagrin of a lot of the people who are still there. But yeah, that's that's a tough look, a tough quote. I mean, it's clearly just more evidence that you know it doesn't seem like he's handling all of this that well. No, because I remember. Uh, was it last week, maybe two weeks ago, where he made the comment about his – someone made a comment about his defense. And he was like, well, I, like, won the Super Bowl a couple of years ago for putting Malcolm Butler on the field. And it's like, that. first off, homeboy, there's video of it. wasn't you. That was Brian Flores who put Malcolm on the field. So if we really want to get technical with it, it wasn't you. Um, so I just uh, – And not, what have you done for me lately, Leak? You say it all the time, but it's true. I mean, like, what, are you going to live off that forever? Do, yeah. Does Bill Belichick live off of his past Super Bowls? No, nope. he goes for the next one. He doesn't talk about them. Yeah, so – Tough. Just not great for the Lions, uh, but Saints Saints bounce back, and they're, uh, they're back in the win column. Joe Burrow gets his first win of the NFL season uh, or ever of his career, NFL career, with a 33-25 to victory over the Jaguars. Bruno. Is it safe to say that the Jaguars' week one victory over the Colts was a fluke? I mean, it's looking more and more like that. We're going to get into the Colts in a bit, but like, I don't know what's happening with the Jaguars. I think I made the comment one or two weeks ago saying, not sure about Minshew. And I think you were like, you know, he's been decent. And like, you, mm-hmm. like he ha- if we looked at the stats, it backed it up. I don't really know, though, what the best thing for the Jaguars to do is moving forward, to be completely honest. Like, uh, what do you think the biggest thing Jacksonville needs to correct to try to, like, get back to their week one ways? Uh, they don't have they don't have much there. They have DJ Chark or whatever that yeah. receiver's name. I always want to call him Chalk. That's not his <laughs> name. But he, he had a good game. He had two touchdowns. Um, and Minshew threw for, like, 351 and two touchdowns. So he was okay. Just that defense is not very good. And, the, like, the – the Bengals completely controlled time of possession, and that's a that's typically a telling sign uh, if you if you can win a ball game or not. the The Bengals ran at will. I think Mixon ran for like one fifty or something something like that. Um, so I, the the Jaguars have some holes. I think I was more. I think I was shocked they beat the Colts in Week One. I was like, oh shoot, right. maybe they are legit. Well, they're not legit. They're not good. They're one and three now, and they're looking at like they're going to be in the basement for the yep. rest of the year. Stinky poo poo. Stinky poo poo. Uh, you know who's not stinky poo-poo? Ooh. The Seattle Seahawks. Ooh, the true. Seahawks improved to 4-0 with a 31-23 victory over the Dolphins. I will say this. The Dolphins fight in every single game they play, and I think that is a testament to coaching. I say that all the time on these podcasts, but I think that um, Brian Flores has has those guys headed directly well that was a bad choice of words so directly headed in the right direction but um i i like the dolphins i really do i really really do i think that uh i think it's two at time though i think it's two at time yeah it's kind of crazy i saw the news i think as of yesterday or today that was like they're saying fitzpatrick's gonna be the starter for week five or the next week yeah i I don't, I'm not really sure what the thought process is. I mean, he threw for – I'm just checking out the stats. He threw for 315, no touchdowns, though, two picks against the Seahawks. 
Seahawks defense hasn't been great. No. Russell has been great. The offense has been great. Yeah, defense, defense. No, work no, no. in progress. So I don't know. I mean, I guess it's at what point, like, I don't know if putting two in is almost saying like we're giving up on this season or yeah. if it's like going to save the season. Not exactly sure what that message would be. Yep. Um, but we'll obviously have to see moving forward, you know, if they kind of show that same offensive fight with two in or if it's, you know, a fits magic kind of deal. Yeah, absolutely. Um, the Ravens bounce back from the embarrassing loss to the Chiefs with a 31-17 win over the Washington football team. Uh, Lamar finally found the end zone for the first time this season with his legs, which I can't believe it took four weeks. Yeah, but, that's wild. Yeah, but uh, Raven, a good bounce back game for them. Probably a good opponent for opponent for them to play after the Chiefs. Yeah, I agreed. Not a huge amount of takeaways. Kind of like you just said, that bounce back game. I think Washington is in the same position as maybe the Jaguars. They had that week one win. Everyone's like, oh, you know, they're looking tough. They're, you yeah, know, their defense is the, great, whatever. sacks, yeah. Right. You know, obviously they've had a couple injuries. Chase Young, not fully healthy. I get all that. But we'll have to see. My biggest question mark, you know, it's not a huge talking point, but like Dwayne Haskins, like yeah. what's the future hold for him? I don't know. So actually, I'm glad you brought this up. There was a... a I didn't catch much of the game, but we saw some of it on Sunday ticket. And um, the Redskins were just so bad going into like halftime. Haskins was terrible. It was like three and out, three and out, fumble, something, something, something. Not good. Bottom line, not good. And I was like, holy shit. If they take out Dwayne Haskins, does that mean Alex Smith goes into the game? And I was like, for the sake of his leg and for everyone else, I just don't. I don't want to see him in a football game again. Yeah. Like, amazing story. So glad he's back. So glad he's on a team. But I don't want to see him on the field. Yeah. I, that's a great point you just brought up. I can. I remember before the season, there was all that, you know, the great story about how he was clear for football and it made you feel good and whatever. I completely forgot about him, not going to lie. Now that you say that, I'm kind of exactly with you. I mean, I would just, like, I'd be watching, holding my breath every time I see him play or have a snap. Like, the first time he gets sacked and, like, someone quotes for his legs, I mean, I know there's those rules where, you know, they've kind of uh, uh, cracked down on that, but that would just, like, I can't even imagine... Not, like not only from our perspective, but from his perspective, right? Like, yes, you can be physically clear, but what's it going to be like mentally when you're out there, you know, like for the first time taking snaps in a game, like that must be a wild situation to be in. Yeah, absolutely. And I just hope it doesn't get to that point. Yeah. I don't, I don't want to see anything bad happen to him. He, the, nope. the guy almost lost his life and I, I, I don't want to see him risk it to, he's just such a competitor. I know he would just put his body body on the line again. I hope it doesn't get to that point. Also, the the Washington football team is an easy team to root for because of Ron Rivera. Um, that dude was in some pain this weekend. Like he needed yeah, like help visible. off the field almost. Like, huh, at, w- at what point does he you know put himself first and take care of himself? I know he gets IVs at halftime almost every game, but so much respect for Ron Rivera and what he does. And I hope I I like Washington. I hope they I hope they win the NFC East. I that's not saying much, but. I hope they do. Yeah, and they're they're in it. And just to second your point about Rivera, you know, you can tell he doesn't want to quit on his team. I agree with you. At some point, you have to, like, take a look and be like, okay, like, how is my health? Am I getting better? Am I not? Whatever. Obviously, I hope he figures that out. But, yeah, just inspiring. And, you know, you can kind of see, like, even though they're not winning a ton of games, they're definitely fighting. And I think you can give a lot of that to Rivera. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, moving on in a battle of 0-3 teams. Spicy. Spicy. Uh, Dalvin Cook carries the Vikings on his literal back to a 21 to no pause 31 23 victory over the now 0 4 Texans. 
Uh, goodbye, Bill O'Brien. RIP in peace. Another Patriot who eh, he had a decent or for, sorry, former Patriot mm-hmm. or from the Patriots organization had an. Uh, I don't know. I don't want to say he had no success with the Texans. Like they did make the playoffs and they had, they won some games, but overall, I mean, we're going to just remember him squandering the talent, trading away the talent. And I don't even know. Like it's, it was almost a joke at this point. Like he was the GM and he was the coach. Like, and the offensive coordinator. He's stepping into call plate. Like, yeah, that's going to fix things. You call in more plays. Well, that's just him trying to put the blame on somebody else. Like, well, I'm glad he's gone. He should have never left Penn state. He, that team almost, Every year, underachieved. They had so much talent on that roster, both defensively and offensively, and they squandered every opportunity they had. So I have no... I'm surprised it took this long. I don't feel bad for Bill O'Brien at all. Um, yeah, and we're honestly like it's so easy to root for Deshaun Watson. Like a lot of the players on that team are you know pretty likable, and like you want them to do well. Like not from a Patriots perspective, but like general. So I hope you know for Watson's sake. Like I'm sure it sucks looking at uh, Kansas City and seeing Patrick Mahomes and seeing half a billion dollars and seeing Super Bowls and seeing success every single year. I'm sure he's like, can I get an ounce of that? Can I get I, any of that for whoever the next coach is there? I hope for their sake they know what they're doing because I don't want to see Deshaun Watson's career just go up and smoke because right. of terrible coaching. He, that guy is a goddamn talent, and it's a shame that Bill O'Brien was his head coach. Yep. Uh, Bruno, in far and away the most boring game of the season, the Colts beat the Bears 19-11. to And it only was that close because the Bears scored right at the end of the game. It That's was, it. It was, like, not that close. I, I don't really know what I'm going to take away from this game. I does, mean, does Nick Foles have to come off the bench in order to be good? Because he started and was bad. Yeah, you can definitely make the case. I mean, I know the Colts defense is, is pretty solid this year. Mm-hmm. I didn't think they were, like, that solid. Yeah. The Bears, though, again, it's like this was coming, right? We we knew after they kept winning. It's like they weren't winning convincingly. Did they you call them a great. fraudulent three and zero last week? And I think that's the right the right way to put it. Yeah, I you know there's the three and zero teams before this week that were like the Chiefs. I think they earned their three and zero. That was earned, not given. The Bears <laughs> given, not earned. Yeah, I got. I Allen Robinson's like the only really good piece they have on offense there, and it's like he's. Someone go get that man too. Go get him out of there. Yeah, there was all that. There was those stories at the beginning. I remember where? And I don't think that even got resolved. I mean, right? No, nothing got resolved. He's just kind of he's been balling out the last couple of weeks, though. right? So I don't know. I like Nick Fol- Nick Foles a lot. I just we'll see. Uh, I mean, it, it was the first game where he was a starter, right? Yeah, yeah. He came in relief last week, mm-hmm. so give him maybe one or two more games. Oh yeah, but oh, it's also I, he's he's way better than Mitch Trubisky, right? Exactly. So it's it's almost like what else would you do at this Correct. point? Maybe do you start Mitch and then just pull him out? One play, yeah. take him out. Just like in the, the in baseball, they do the the openers. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Also, I can't get used to Philip Rivers in a Colts jersey. It's still weird. It's still weird. It's, ugh, it bothers but, me. But you know what we have been seeing? Um, Mo Ali Cox. It just he loves his tight ends. Like, well, absolutely. Yeah, loves them. Thanks. Um, <laughs> we uh, more. <laughs> uh, another boring ass game. The Giants lost to the Rams seventeen to nine. Uh, and by far the most entertaining aspect of the game was the Golden Tate Jalen Ramsey brawl after the game. Big brawl. Wasn't that over like someone? I don't, I, I I wish I knew the details. It's I think it's basically someone married someone. Like Jalen Ramsey married like Golden Tate's like sister yes. or something like yes. that. But then yes. Ramsey also allegedly had other affairs. Mm-hmm. If you're picking up what I am putting down well he was putting something somewhere that's all yeah, i'm saying oh, that is true yep. and uh golden tate wanted none of it so i also saw that like after the thing on the field ramsey went to the locker room yes too, which was, was like waiting for outside the locker room so yeah yikes yeah nothing to talk about in the game because the game sucked but yeah. pretty entertaining <laughs> a little, little drama 
Uh, Green Bay over Atlanta on uh, Sunday night or no Monday night football part two, uh, thirty to sixteen. So now the Packers move to four and zero, while the Falcons drop to zero and four. I think I've said this every week now. Aaron Rodgers looks motivated. Yeah, and I'm sure you saw this stat. Um, Matt Lafleur seventeen and three as a Wild. head coach. First of all, what? And second of all, one thing I will say: I remember last year. Green Bay went 13 and 3 obviously cuz I'm not a math guy but 4 and 0 13 and 3 that equals 17 and 3. Last year I definitely remember though the games were not as convincing as they were this year. Like I was more inclined to believe they were either getting lucky last year or catching breaks, yep. playing teams with injuries, all that sort of good stuff. Again, not that they weren't good last year, but it was it wasn't as convincing. This year though, like their wins are earned. Like they oh, are yeah. looking earned great. Given. Like he threw three um touchdowns to that tight end. I'm like I don't even know who this dude is. <laughs> yeah, I know it. Like what? Um, who kind of, oh, you know what that reminds me of? Was it Sternberger? Is that who you threw him to? No, because I know him. He was from Texas A&M. Yeah. It was wow. some other weird name. Oh, Robert Tonyan. Exactly. Paul Bunyan. <laughs> <laughs> like, who is that? Yeah, six for 98 with three touchdowns. But Yeesh. someone coming out of the blue, unknown, scoring a bunch of touchdowns. Does that remind you of anyone? Hmm. Jonas Gray. Oh, my God. <laughs> Flashback. Yeah, so, But anyways, yeah. So back to the Packers point, though. They look really, really good. Honestly, the division with the Vikings floundering is kind of like already there. So remember when everyone was like, uh, "Oh, Matt Lafleur and uh, Aaron Rodgers hate each other, and yeah. they'll never figure it out." Well, don't think that's true to the haters. Uh oh, uh oh. Yeah. Um, what I will say is that I think the Packers are they're they're on their way to competing for the NFC Championship. I think they're they look hot right now. Well, I, I think before the season, right. There were some things that we were thinking. We were thinking maybe the Cowboys, because they can win their division, there's still a chance of that happening. So, like, it's not like they have a clear path to the playoffs still. So, that's still a possibility. But they're not looking maybe as put together as we thought, as well as the Saints, because we've seen them be inconsistent. We've seen them go down to lines. We've seen them lose some games maybe they should have won. So, not going to lie to you, Kurt. How awesome would an NFC Championship game Seahawks-Packers Dude, that'd be electric. That would be an offensive slugfest. Yep. Neither team is playing much defense, but do as a fan, do I need that them to play defense? No, I do not. No, you don't. Um, Bruno, did you happen to see Aaron Rodgers' uh, comments today? Uh, I think I saw them, but for those who didn't, I feel like you might want to let the people know. Mm-hmm. So uh, Aaron Rodgers hopped on the Pat McAfee show today also. Shout out the Pat McAfee Hilarious. Show. Absolutely hilarious. It's a great place to get sports stuff. Uh, check it out. Anyway, not the point. Aaron Rodgers goes on and he starts talking that shit today. And he, his quote goes, I sometimes laugh when people talk about down years for me because a lot of times down years for me are career years for most quarterbacks. Just an absolutely savage comment. Just talk, talk your shit, King. Yeah. And after when they started laughing, he goes, just facts, bro. Yeah, just, just <laughs> Which facts, it is. bro. It is. I mean, I don't like Aaron Rodgers because yeah. I, I don't like him really at all. I think he's a bad leader, and I don't like he hates his family and all that good stuff. <laughs> but the dude can ball. Yeah, he makes some of those throws look effortless. Like yeah. he just flicks his wrist, and it's perfectly placed. The you know the ball, the perfect spiral. It's crazy. It's still utter bullshit that people think he's better than Tom Brady. Like, well, he's not. He's not. But like he, yeah, he has a better arm. That's never been a, that's never been disputed. Yeah, but I can admit that. Hand um, up. We can. Credit to us for admitting Credit that. to us for being the bigger person. Yep. As um, always. As always. Yeah. Uh, let's talk a little bit more in depth about a couple games here, starting with the Browns and Cowboys. Okay. Browns win this one 49-38. Dallas drops to one and three. Cowboys, I mean, rewind. Browns go to three and one. 
Um, Bruno. This game was 41-14 to 14 Browns in the fourth quarter. We turned the game off. Me and buddy, my buddies turned the game off. And then all of a sudden, on the little ticker, you see the Cowboys score a touchdown, and then another touchdown, and then another touchdown, and they came hauling back. Like, they outscored the Browns, I think, 24-8, to I think, in the in the final quarter. And um, I don't know. OBJ looked like himself. The Browns looked great. Uh, Dak threw for 500 yards again, but still wasn't enough. What are your takes from this game? Yeah, so, I mean, you nailed it. Another crazy game. The, the bigger takeaway for me is not the Cowboys at this point because not that this is the same game they've had all season, but they've had these weird, crazy comebacks or wild swings during their games. My biggest takeaway is the Browns. I mean, the Browns were one point shy of scoring 50 points. The Cleveland Browns, who are now three and one for the first time in forever. Forever. The biggest thing to me is that they said. when is the last time we kind of saw? I know we're big fans of like coaching, right? They have a lot of injuries on defense, so I'll, I'll give them a little pass for you know letting up all those points. And the, you know Dak Prescott, uh, shout out our friend Brett Leclerc, top ten quarterback. Um, <laughs> the Browns, like they're scoring by having Jarvis Landry throw touchdowns to Odo Beckham. That was an absolute. Dot, yeah. by the way. That was and impressive. Even more so, you know, they let up this huge fourth quarter comeback. With three minutes left, the Cowboys cut it to a three-point game, 41-38. to 38. What do they do? Odell Beckham comes back with a 50-yard touchdown rush? He like, runs 15 yards right. backwards. Yeah. And then somehow doesn't get, like, touched till the end zone. It right. no sense. And so, you know, I will say not all of that is coaching. Some of that's just OBJ as an athlete. And, you know, the Landry to OBJ thing, you know, that is kind of a trick play. So I will say there is some elements of that. But, like, I- I'm excited because the story has always been with the Browns. The talent is, you know, you can see the talent there. They're just not putting it together. Right. So, I mean, putting up 49 points in the way they did it, that's exciting. Like, it's cool as an NFL fan to see new teams kind of, like, get to this point. Again, I'm not saying they're Super Bowl contenders or anything, but right. like they're looking really good. I know the one thing I'll say is Nick Chubb, I think, was injured, so hurt. hopefully he's not out the whole or hurt no. or injured, Kurt. He oh oh <laughs> your face for a second. <laughs> he's injured. Yeah, but he's he's, injured. He's, he's the injured. point is he's not injured for the whole year. I think yeah. he'll come back at some point. Yeah, I think I said a couple. But of weeks. you know, I mean, again, I don't think we can expect 49 points every week, but I am no. encouraged about what they could you know potentially do moving they forward. They scored 49 points because they played the Cowboys defense, and that's about that. Uh, at this rate, Dak Prescott might throw for like 7,000 yards. It is ludicrous. Luda! I'm so glad we did that. <laughs> um, I think that... But it, the reason he has so many yards and throws so many touchdowns is because they're freaking down by 20 points every game That's also and have to true. come back. He threw the ball like 60 times again. Nuts. That's not a recipe for success in the NFL. Yeah. You can't just sit back there and chuck it every time. Right. Um, so, I don't know. I... With every week that goes by, my confidence in this is kind of waning, but I just feel like the NFC East is so goddamn bad that the Cowboys have to win that division, even though they're 1-3. and three. But I don't know, dude. I, I don't know either, especially record-wise. What I will say, though, is that from the potential to play well and the talent – it's not even comparable between them than the other teams that I can't believe it's, the, it's hilarious that we're comparing them because of their records, which they're all similar to. Yeah. But it's not comparable how much talent they have on their team. It's so funny to me that one, two, and one leads the division. Literally ridiculous. <laughs> Came so, down to a tie, which we kind of made fun of Peterson last week for doing. Yeah, but hey, look Coach at them now. And look at them now. So look at me now. Was that a song? That was definitely a song. Look at me. Yeah, it's T Pain or Chris oh, Pine? No, or no, it's not T Pain. T Pain's my guy. Oh, T Pain is your guy. People forget. Um, 
Oh, no, let's quit that. Let's get, yeah, getting paper. Um, <laughs> getting paper. <laughs> so, uh, moving on. Panthers, uh, 31. Cardinals, 21. This one hurts me a little bit, Bruno. This one hurts me. And the reason why I wanted to talk a little bit more in depth about this game is because the Cardinals now, back-to-back weeks, have looked stinky. Like, bad, bad. And I... Um, I'm not quite sure what the problem is. Their offense has boom or bust potential, but it's kind of busted the last couple of weeks. Um, Kyler's been okay. Too many turnovers. Uh, Cliff Kingsbury's play calls have been a little bit sketch. Don't love some of those. And maybe I hyped them up too much, but I the potential is there. They're just not playing to it right now. Yeah, I agree with that. I'm very perplexed. Big word. Credit to me for saying that. Perplexed. <laughs> I have a theory that might perplex you, oh, but give if it two me. things perplex at the same time, does that unplex? Let me see if you can figure that one out. I'll give you a second well, my, to address that. My... Here's my theory. They played 49ers week one and won. 49ers have red in their jersey. They played the Washington football team week two. They maroon, but it's yeah, still red. It's a red shade of red. Two and oh. Then they play two teams in a row, white and blue uniforms. Mm. Two losses. Next week, they play the Jets, who are green. Oh. Is it going to be a tie? <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know. That's my theory. We'll see if, if it's a tie next week. I'm literally a genius savant, so we'll mark this down if it's a tie. Um, Bruno, I do have colors, a question. So I don't yeah, that. a Jewish dagger. Yeah. That's a red team and a green team. Yeah. What do those two colors mean? Well, I just said it. So if you're going to make me repeat it, Kartai, it's the C word. The C word. But yeah, no, in all seriousness, I think you basically, like, to be serious for a second, I think you nailed it. The potential is always there. Like maybe they got a little cocky after going to no, probably not. But like maybe you know, I don't. Who knows exactly what's where their heads are at? You know, they're obviously not used to the, that. You know, offense years. is so potent though, with with Kyler, and then they have the two backs, Kenyon Drake and uh, Chase Edmonds, and they and have then Hopkins. Obviously, Hopkins fits. Yeah. Andy Isabella, Christian Kirk. Yep. That's a loaded offense. But as I'm looking at this right now. What are their next four games? Jets, terrible. No offense, but also no, all uh, offense. Uh, yeah, offense. Cowboys, defense is horrible. Yeah. Seahawks, who also low defense is not horrible. good. And then the Dolphins, who like are defense, fighting, but yeah. not great. So wow. they could okay. easily pick it back up these next four weeks. Time and be for back. them to go on a run. Right. Time for them to go on a run. Right. Uh, let's move on. Are you sure? Yes. Okay. I, mm-hmm. I'm ready. I'm ready to talk about it. Uh, Tom Brady and the Buckaroonies. 38 chargers 31 this game was absolutely incredible and it like gave me i was like smiling the whole game i think i was nostalgic i think i really was the chargers went up 24 to 7 and you blinked and tom brady did the damn thing he there goes that man tom brady five touchdown passes to five different receivers (sighs) he's a bad man bruno yeah i mean I was pleasantly surprised on the flip side about how Justin Herbert played. Hebert, Herbert. We're going to go with Herbert. Herbert. We're going to get it right. Herbert. Sherbert. Sherbert. Um, he played great. I'm not going to lie. He threw for a ton of yards and had a bunch not, of touchdowns. You're not going to lie. You're going to lie. You're not going to lie to me? I'm not going to lie. Thank you for not lying to me. Even if I lie, I'm not going to lie. Okay. If you haven't picked up on that, you better pick up what I'm putting down. Kurt. I'm putting it down. Pick it up. Well, okay. here, here's me picking it up. That was ASMR. Trademark. Um, anyways, so, yeah, I mean, that's all I have to say about the Chargers. Obviously, the Bucks. we've been saying this week after week. They're just, like, Tom is looking more and more comfortable. Here they come. Here they come. I think the one thing that's not going to make you happy is with O.J. Howard being out because he tore his Achilles. Whole season. Who of your favorite expatriates is probably going to get a lot more involved? Well, Gronk will probably break his leg next week. Oh, so. <laughs> we'll okay. See. We'll not see. spicy but salty <laughs> yes that was that was yes so, that's a good way to put that i don't know just, yeah herbert is a fighter dude 
Threw a bad pick at the end for sure. A bad right, interception. Right. But in two of his first three starts, he's gone toe-to-toe versus Patrick Mahomes and Tom Brady and arguably should have won both those games. Yeah. So that's that's no small thing. Right. That's impressive out of him. And right. I think the Chargers are going to be very, very happy with that pick moving forward. Yep. Um, something that does need to be said about Tom Brady. Four pick sixes in his last six games. So weird. And we're used to him being the king of throwing like one interception a season. I will say this, though. It's a lot of me saying. Um, the pick six was not his fault. He threw the first off though. They have to stop throwing that like out route across the field. Like Brady's on right. the right hash and is throwing it out to the left. It's like that is like an impossible throw. In too the much NFL. time in the air. Too much time in the air. Even if you zing it in there, which he did. But that receiver, I don't know what Scotty Miller maybe. No, not Scotty Miller. One of the other little white guys was running that like kind of speed out. Um, and he, we call it like banana routes. It wasn't crisp. It wasn't flat down the line. He kind of faded upfield, which allowed the uh, Chargers cornerback to just step right in front. So not completely on Brady, but so uncharacteristic to have that many pick sixes. Yeah, and to your point even further, they showed it. They did a great job on the broadcast. I was watching when it happened. That same exact play, the cornerback, whoever was cutting it, who he was covering it the first time they ran it, and it worked the first time. The receiver caught it. Again, I forget the receiver's name. Caught it. But then again, like you said, they did the same play. He's throwing it too far across the field, not the crispest route running. And then he just learned. That's that's what you do. You just learn from the plays. Like you watch the tape and you figure out what went wrong. And they didn't change anything the second time, assuming it would work. Didn't work. Yeah. Um, I hope the Bucks have success going forward. I hope Gronk doesn't. That's still (laughs) bothering me. I really don't like him. Like I don't like him. Well, Kurt, you're not gonna watch. You're not gonna want to watch any more games then. Even though he's getting more passes thrown his way, he's still. I mean, he had one catch. It looked very that catch. You know, yeah, he it rustled looked, it away. It looked very Gronk like yeah. of the past, <laughs> and I was like, <sighs> blood boiling. Yeah, he's just he looks slow though, doesn't he? Yeah, he looks no, slow. I, not fighting on that. He definitely does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. don't fight me on that. I will not. Hey, don't. Not hey, hey, hey. He just gets me mad. Yeah, I, I can tell. <sighs> Deep Calming breath. Namaste. <sighs> Okay, moving on to the uh, AFC East leaders, the Buffalo Bills, 30, the Las Vegas, I'm not going to do the voice, Raiders, 23. Uh, Josh Allen is that dude, Bruno. Yeah, and I think what we basically were saying after the first couple weeks when they played the other AFC East teams, not the Patriots, was like, okay, you know, it looked good. It's the the Jets and the Dolphins, not great. He's played back-to-back weeks. Teams that are not, you know, no Rams slouches. and Raiders. Yep. Yeah, not, again, not necessarily Super Bowl contenders, but no, you know, they're in that, like, yeah. average to above average pack. Mm-hmm. Looked really, really good. Not going to yeah. lie to you. Um, throwing, he's slinging the ball. He just has so much confidence. Yeah. Um, there was that one injury scare that made me nervous. Yes, I was um, nervous. For too. those who didn't watch, basically, he was, like, rolling out to his left. He kind of got tackled. And then, like, as he was getting tackled, like, flung the ball out with his hand. Somehow, miraculous catch from the receiver. It didn't end up being a first down. Right. It was so close so to close. a first down. And then he landed weird. And it was right before halftime. So, like, it looked like he just, like, hurt his wrist or hurt his I arm. I thought he broke his hand. Right. He eventually came back and, you know, was fine. But, like, as a Bills fan... He has that. Remember that playoff game where he like fumbled it out of bounds, yes. trying to lateral. He does yes. these weird decisions that like that's the only thing that makes it's you very feel Patrick Mahomes esque in terms of what he tries to do. Gunslinger, with the ball. gunslinger. I love Josh Allen. Um, I'm so glad that I'm. You know, we talked about it early. I I think you did too. We both said that. You know, he could definitely turn a corner this year, and he has a hundred percent turned a corner. 
I think that the addition of Stefan Diggs to that team Huge. is perfect. He is Huge. the perfect weapon for that team. He's so good at going up and making contested catches, which when you have Josh Allen is important because he's not always the most accurate with the ball. So if even if it's a deep ball down the field, give Stephon Diggs a chance to go up and get it. And more times than not, he goes and gets it. Right. So, I mean, the rate, the Bills moved to 4-0. They're sitting, they're sitting pretty right now. They got a two-game lead on the Patriots what? who are 2-2. Two and two. Do you know the first time we play them? Is that coming up? Or I don't know if you know the time. I don't know. I know the Chiefs play them in a couple weeks. That would be a good list. So, yeah. 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 But we'll get into the Chiefs. But yeah. they have to play three games in 10 days, the Chiefs. So they might slip up once or twice here. So we'll see. I wouldn't hate that. Yeah, me either. Um, so let's go to the last game before we talk about the Pats and Chiefs. Um, on Sunday Night Football, the Eagles beat the 49ers 25-20. to And the Eagles win, like we just mentioned, puts them into first place. In the NFC, least at one, two, and one. As Dang. a as a friend of ours, Sam Tarshall once said, "One man's tarsh is another person's tarsh." <laughs> I'm not going to say what he actually said. It was tarsh. Um, the Eagles, because they're in first place, maybe I'll upgrade them from tarsh tarsh to trash. Okay. Like I'll give them that distinction, that's, which is important. That's, that's an important distinction. That's big of you, I'd say. On the other hand, the 49ers have like. It's, it's almost impossible to be more injured than the Eagles, but the 49ers, I think, are qualified yeah. for that. So, again, the 49ers are a well-coached team. You know, they have a lot of good players there. Kittle came back and was absolute beast, <laughs> dude. So, like, it, it is impressive from that standpoint. I mean, can the Eagles maintain that? I, I don't know. But, like, any win, no matter how good or bad it looks, is you need that in the NFC East because it's going to come down to those those games at the end of the season. I don't think the Eagles played incredibly well in that game. Um, but they they shout out to them. They did enough to to do it. That I don't I don't think Carson Wentz is very good anymore. But he threw that dime late in the game that touchdown to the guy I don't even know his name, <laughs> Fulgrim or something. Yeah, he came. I think they signed him off the practice squad. Good God. Um, and then on the other side is C.J. Beathard. It's like what are we doing? Well, here? well, it got to C.J. Beathard, right. but Nick Mullins stunk. Yeah, he threw. I think the worst pick six oh, I've yeah, that was ever so seen. Bad. That was so bad. Like. I tried to like, oh, he must have got hit or something. No, Nick Mullins stared at stared at a linebacker and threw it directly into it, not directly, directly into his hands for a pick six late in the game. Then he got benched for CJ Beathard, and uh, he CJ played good. He played really really well. Um, so yeah, I mean, if if you want a good laugh, look up that that pick six because it, it is bad. the worst thing I've ever seen. Can we talk about George Kittle for a second? Sure. Greg Kittle, as some call him. Greg Kittle, some people call him, yeah. So taking away the two-point conversion that they, they went for with him, he had 15 targets, and he had 15 receptions. Just That's bananas. Bananas. 183 yards and a touchdown. I don't ever want to hear someone tell me that Travis Kelsey is better than him because he's not. Facts. George Kittle can block. Travis Kelsey's a bitch. He can't block. Facts. Travis Kelsey also is a little prima donna. George Kittle is not. Facts. I just talk that talk. I'm talking that talk. I just, I think. Well, and most importantly, I know you're about to continue. Most yep. importantly, just to add on to that, who's throwing to Kelsey and who is throwing to Kittle? Bruno, you, you're in my brain. <laughs> you're in my brain space because that's what I was going to say. It's, right. it's, it's, that's exactly it. Uh, no offense to Jimmy Garoppolo. Guap. Guap. Uh, you're not Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. You're handsome, but you're not Patrick Mahomes. More handsome than Mahomes. More, oh, so yeah, we'll oh, give him that. Well, well, yeah. Well, so is my left toe, but it's like. <laughs> I'm glad you said toe. I wasn't sure where you were going with that. <laughs> well, the other thing is probably prettier too. So. Oh, damn. Um, Two weeks in a row, you've uh, said bad things about the Mahomes family. 
<laughs> oh, they are literally about to be a family. Yes, they How about that? Yes, they for are. a shot, <laughs> a shotgun wedding. Oh my god! Oh god! Silly time. Oh man! Goofing oh, hours. Good lord! Right, let's get back on track. Yeah, I don't like the Mahomes family. Yeah. Um, <laughs> anyway, so yeah, the Eagles moved to first place. 49ers dropped it two and two. Jimmy Grappo should be back in the next couple of weeks. It sounds like so. Yeah. Oh. The Arizona State receiver, Brandon Ayuk, oh, or whatever, that play, had. that's got to be a top 10 play oh for the NFL season. God, that was so clean. I just couldn't get over how clean it was. <laughs> so clean. It was so clean. Um, so uh, shout out to him. Okay. Oh, boy. Are you ready? Uh, it, are you asking me or are you asking yourself? I think I'm asking you, but just to help myself yeah, get uh, into, I'm this, ready. into this brain space. I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. Let's talk. Pats Chiefs. So the Chiefs win the Arrowhead last night, twenty six to ten. I typically write down bullets for what I want to talk about. Kurt has a three thousand word essay instead of bullets. I have three pages worth of bullets. Basically, what I said. Yeah, essentially what you said. I oh, shit. I don't even know where I want to start. Do so, you, Bruno, can you? Where yeah, do you want to start? Here, let me. I'll give a little bit of the general. I'll let you collect yourself. My I brain have a lot you still want to say. Pretzel. Uh, so. Again, for those who you know didn't watch, didn't hear, Cam Newton didn't play, right? Tested positive for COVID leading up to this game. It was supposed to be on Sunday. Obviously, it got pushed back to Monday because they had to do the tests of the teams. Even the Chiefs had also had a practice squad player who tested positive. Mm-hmm. So there were positives tests on both sides. So the game was still played. However, Cam Newton did not play. Yes. So that's just the first thing we have to throw and out I there th- because UCS scored 10 points. You're like, what happened? Cam Newton did not play. So let's yeah. just make that very clear. So... First things first, like you mentioned, I cannot believe that they played that game. Um, oh, oh, go off. I know what you're going to say. Go off, CBA, go off, Chief. Kudos to the Patriots for not complaining about it and going out there and competing their asses off. It is the same exact timeline as Tennessee. They had a player test positive on like a Friday or a Saturday. I think the Friday. Or no, what day did Cam test positive? Saturday? Doesn't matter. Oh, it was the same day that whatever the Titans player did. Uh, the Titans player got sent home, quarantine, isolation, blah, blah, blah. Well, the Titans then hop on a plane, and now they have 20 people in their organization out with COVID. Yikes. So, Cam tests positive, and then the NFL is like, oh, we're postponing the game. I was like, okay, they'll move it to some point later in the season. Nope. They're going to push it to Monday or Tuesday. So, I was like, hold on. It's the same exact thing you just saw with the Titans. And now you're going to make the Patriots go get on a plane and play the game regardless of that. I was like, that's not you talk you you feed this bullshit week after week about how much you care about your players and you care about the health and safety of everybody. And that's first and foremost. It's a load of bullshit. That's not they literally don't care about it. All they care about is money and they care about ratings. Exactly. This is a marquee matchup that they want to have played. And so they're like, well, we're just gonna play it. Now, if Patrick Mahomes got COVID, do you think there's a chance in hell they play that game yesterday? Uh, a 0.0% chance. Literally 0.0. The same rating as uh, Brittany Matthews, Mahomes' girlfriend. Oh, my God. Or fiance. Walked right Zero, zero point zero. Yikes. There is no chance. Sheesh. Sheesh. There is no chance in the world they play that game because it's Patrick Mahomes who's the new face of the NFL. And, you know, if he's not playing, blah, 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 blah. I just I thought it was so disrespectful. Yep. Um, <laughs> I know the Chiefs are good, and everyone's like, "Oh, they're the new dynasty." And yeah, they they very well could be, sure. But this was a <laughs> the Patriots have played 
incredibly well to start the season. They should be three and zero. It should have been two three and zero teams going up against each other, and it should have been four and zero to put it frankly. Well, now, oh, like you see, what I'm saying we should have won this game. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Hundred percent. Half guy. We should have won every game. My we brain was in a pretzel. Yeah. <laughs> um, but here's the thing, and you mentioned it: the CBA agreement. So, for those who don't know what CBA stands for, it's the collective bargaining agreement that is signed between the NFL Players Association and the NFL. So, in this said agreement um, that was just re-signed this year due to COVID, there is a rule that a team cannot. And I repeat, cannot. Can not. N-O-T. Not. Travel and play in the same day. Kurt, let me ask you a question. Um, the Patriots, Patriots and the Chiefs played on Monday night. When mm-hmm. did the Patriots travel? Well, the uh, record books show that the Patriots traveled on Monday morning. Is Monday the same day as Monday? Last time, I mean, things change a lot in 2020, but last time I checked, Monday is still Monday. That is true. So <clears throat> the Patriots had to wake up at the ass crack of dawn, get COVID tested, take two different planes to Kansas City, get to Kansas City, hop on a bus, go to a hotel room for a couple minutes, go to their team meetings, get back on a bus, go play a game at Arrowhead Stadium, and then they had to get COVID tested again before they left, and then they had to fly home, and then they got back to Boston at about 5.45 this morning, and that was the Patriots yesterday. Madness. It's, it's bullshit. And everyone's like, oh, I don't like the Patriots. Who cares about the Patriots? Like, oh, they deserve it. Ha ha. Like, <laughs> I think oh, it's no. so funny. You guys are so envious. Like, you care more about the Patriots than you do your own fucking team. <laughs> oh, and it's so God. funny. Kurt's here. No, it's He's so arrived. funny to me. It's just everyone <laughs> wants to be the Patriots so goddamn bad. It's so funny. Kurt, why do they hate us? Because they ain't us, Bruno. Facts. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's a stupid comment. Yeah. I, oh, God. You're stupid. Oh, my. Dude, it really. It, it, bo- it bothers me. It's just, no, it's just stupid. It's so, people are so stupid. Yeah, people are stupid. If it was any other team in the NFL, they'd be like, oh, yeah, that, that seems unfair, but it's the Patriots. No, the Patriots cheat, and your coach cheats, and you had Tom Brady for 20 years. It's like, yeah, we we, sh- we sure did. Sure did, boom. <sighs> yeah. All right, moving so, on. That, I mean, again, to put a wrap on that, it's just that's impossibly hard. Like teams will go out days before weeks before if they're playing West Coast or whatever. It's like you, the it's everything is so managed in a way to – bring out the absolute best in players, you just can't argue that that itinerary brought up the best. Like, it, you just can't argue that that was good for the team. An NFL doctor came out and said, there's no way they should be playing this game because of what happened with Tennessee. Well, now we're recording this at 645 on Tuesday night. And uh, about an hour ago, a second Patriot just tested positive for COVID. And a Raider last week, who the pa- Bruno, here's a question for you now. Who did the Patriots play last week? Last time I checked, the Raiders. The Raiders. And a Raiders defensive lineman who happened to tackle Cam Newton at one point uh, just tested positive for COVID. So mm. who on the Patriots has who – got, who got COVID first? Was I believe it, it was starting quarterback Cam Newton. Cam Newton. And now the, one of the guys who tackled him has COVID too. Weird. And a second Patriot now has COVID. Hmm. Are the dots being connected or are the dots being connected? I think they're getting connected, Bruno. And, um, you know – for the sake of the NFL, I hope it doesn't happen. But if there is an outbreak on the Patriots or the Raiders, for that matter, but it most likely be the Patriots, 
They better. They're walking a tightrope right now, so right. they they better walk it real carefully. Right. You know what I saw, and again, not to not to change the subject too rapidly, but I, I, again, what you're saying is completely valid. I did see a tweet that was speculating that the NFL could potentially go to bubbles and like they'd have groups of teams and something. Like, I don't know. Maybe it's like you know the next four weeks of I don't know the logistics of it, but like it's funny that we're talking about this now. What did you think was going to happen? Like, yeah, you're not well, the NBA. Like, yeah, I don't know. No one's NBA, obviously. I know. But, like, the NBA did it great. But, I like, think it was Rappaport who put something out that not one, but, like, many coaches have said, like, yep. let's pause the season. Yep. Let's somehow come up with, like, a 12-game schedule so yeah. everyone plays eight more games, and let's go from there. Right. Because this is this could get out of hand quick. Yeah. it's You're dealing with a whole different beast with the NFL just based solely on how many people you have per team. So... We'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. But I, uh, I'd i start holding my breath if I was Roger Goodell and those idiots uh, in New York. Well, Kurt, while we can, should we get into the X's and O's? Because we haven't even started that yeah, yet. I know. I, had, I needed to get some of that off my yeah, chest. Yeah. No, so, no. Understandably. Understandably. We're good. But, yeah. We're good. Yeah, we'll, we'll go. Oh, that was the first bullet. So we have many more to go. <laughs> okay. So, Strap in. <laughs> buckle up. I'll go fast through some of them. So first and foremost... First and foremost, I'm not a huge believer of moral victories. Um, the Patriots should have won this game. I'm not going to call it a moral victory because the Patriots literally pissed away every opportunity Correct. to win the game. Correct. I would call it a – I don't know what i call it. I, they had every chance, Bruno. And if, and if Cam plays, there's no doubt in my mind the Patriots win. Literally no doubt. Zero doubt. Um, it was self-inflicted wounds that kind of shot themselves in the foot. Uh, Patriots beat reporter for ESPN, Mike Reese. Great guy. Great guy. Tweeted that according, I didn't even know this was a thing, but according to NFL Fast Stats, that's a thing. The Patriots offense lost 25.2 expected points on sacks and interceptions. Yikes. Yikes. Because apparently uh, Demir Bird was open when uh, Hoyer... (laughs) got sacked the first time and then when he got um strip sacked later in the game i dude it was it was so bad. i mean since you brought it up should we go through some of these self-inflicted errors because there's mm-hmm. a lot of them yep. the, there I, I don't know you know it's we're kind of at the point with this game where you could say i don't know if we would come to the same conclusion about which one sticks out because there's a lot of them mm-hmm. but the first one i'm thinking yes. of edelman with the uh, like for those who didn't watch um, that was when Stidham was in. So later, like we'll get mm-hmm. to that, but later Stidham came in to replace Hoyer. He threw kind of a hard pass, nothing too crazy. I mean, Nineteen he's, to ten was a score, right? And he's played. He's played with Tom Brady, who throws the ball pretty hard. So very hard. It's not out of like it's not. It's not something he's never seen before. Edelman lets the ball basically go right off his hands, and there's a chief defender literally right behind him, just catches the ball off the deflection, runs right into the end zone. Yeah, it just was infuriating, dude. It was so bad. Nineteen to ten was the score. Uh, the Chiefs had just the Chiefs had just scored a touchdown. Literally, I think it was the first play of our offensive yep. series. Uh, Stidham goes through his progression, finds Edelman in the flat. Edelman is like staring directly at Stidham, not moving. Edelman's not moving. Um, he's just out in the flat as like a safety valve. Stidham finds him. He throws the ball to Edelman. Edelman's shoulders are square, right to Stidham. Like it's like you're playing catch in the backyard. The ball goes right through his hands, like you said, into Tyron Matthews' hands. Touchdown, pick six. Um, that was the game. Yeah, and I just looked it up just to be clear. They scored 8.57 on the clock in the fourth quarter. Was the their the shovel pass, pass to, to Hardman? Yep, to Hardman. 8.48 
yeah. was that nine second difference. That's yeah. two scores in nine seconds. Yeah, dude. for a game that close that we were in, dude, unreal. Yikes! So that was. Please remind me. Let's circle back to Julian Edelman. Okay, circle back. But um, so yeah, the Edelman drop that led to a pick six was terrible. It's six to three. Oh my god! With like fifteen seconds to go in the first half. Okay, the Patriots are on like the thirteen yard line. Yeah, they're a little further away than that. They're like the twenty yard line. Uh, and the they had to waste their last time out when the play before because Brian Hoyer got to the line of scrimmage and checked out of a pass play into a run play. So he checks into the run play. The Patriots got like seven yards on it. But the Patriots now have to call their last time out. So with like 13 seconds to go, okay, um, I don't know. It doesn't matter what down it was. The Patriots basically had like one one play to throw to the end zone or get rid of the ball or whatever. So Hoyer drops back. The Patriots ran four verticals, which just means every, it's like Hail Mary. Everyone goes deep. So as a quarterback, when you run four verticals inside the red zone, you will know very quickly if someone's going to be open. If no one's open, you throw that ball five st- five rows up in the stands like where no one can go get it because you are guaranteed points. If someone told me the Patriots and Chiefs could be tied 6-6 six to six at halftime yesterday with Brian Hoyer playing quarterback, I would have been like, you're, you're, what, are you, what are you smoking? Because I would have never, ever, ever, ever thought it could happen. So the Patriots have a chance to tie the game 6-6. Six to six, And what does Hoyer do? Well, the Patriots are running four verts. He's like, oh, I'm going to roll the ball. I'm going to hold the ball. I'm going to pat the ball. I'm going to hold the ball. I'm going to pat the ball. Now I'm going to roll left. I was, <laughs> I was at a bar last night screaming to throw the ball away. He takes a sack and then he gets up. He knew da- he tried to call timeout. He knew damn well he had no timeouts. That was for appearance. That only. was for optics. That was 100% for optics. So <laughs> the Patriots were getting the ball back after the half. So it could have been tie game 6-6. Patriots get the ball. They have a little bit of, a little bit of momentum. But <laughs> that play changed a lot in the game. I thought for sure Stidham was going to come out and start the second half. Hoyer comes out to start the second half. And it's a three and out. Okay. Um, I don't remember exactly what happens next, but then there was a time later in the game. The Patriots were inside the five-yard line. Inside the five-yard line. And Hoyer gets strip sacked. And it's not it wasn't like it wasn't like uh Frank Clark literally just smoked someone off the edge and it was one second and strip sack. He held the ball for four seconds. You can't do that in the NFL. You literally you cannot do that. Hoyer played so badly last night. I don't even know what to say about it. Um, that's a lie. I do know what to say about it. He's put into the game yesterday. He, I think the reason he starts over Stidham is because he's your veteran. He's been in the league 11 years. He has 39 starts. He's certainly not going to be afraid to go play the Chiefs in Arrowhead. If that's Stidham's first start in the NFL, maybe he, maybe he's nervous. And I like justifiably so. Super Bowl champs on the road. You travel the day of the game. I don't blame Belichick for starting Hoyer. I blame him for not pulling him quick enough because Brian Hoyer starts that game so he can be a game manager. He'll make the right decisions. He'll not turn the ball over. Well, he threw an interception. He got strip sacked, and then he cost them three points by getting sacked. He later managed himself out of the game. Yeah. I mean, and Belichick had too long of a leash because right. he was abysmal. Yeah. And, I, and just to add on, I think you basically nailed it. 
I'm not mad at all with the initial decision to start Hoyer. And I don't think as a Patriots fan, like no one knew this is like, that's what he was going to look like. We all thought that exactly what you said. He's a veteran. He's been there. He's played with Tom Brady before. He's been in the Patriots like three times. He knows the system. He knows the playbook. Like he knows Belichick. Like it, it was, it's not crazy to think that we expected him to come out with some more composure and some more, you know, a calm presence and good decision making. Right. Like, I don't see how you saw how he handled the end of the half and thought that that situational awareness was going to change in the second half. Like, like I, I, I don't know where your line was, but I would have been more than fine if Sidham just came out to start the second half. But that's what I wanted. Right. I think Hoyer's, I don't know what it was before. Someone go check this for me on Madden, what Hoyer's awareness rating is. Oh, situational awareness. Uh, zero. It better be zero yeah. for going forward. Yeah. And I, th- I think... For every game, Cam's been healthy. So for the first three games, yep. Hoyer was the backup. Stidham was inactive. I'm going to be pissed if going forward, Hoyer's still in that spot. Right. Because Stidham's stat line yesterday sucked, but it really wasn't. I mean, he didn't play great, but he played better than Hoyer. Right. Um, I mean, we're going to get there. But yeah, the, to... the, the pick six was, t- was not his fault right. at all. That went right off Edelman's hands. He moved the chains a couple times with his feet. He just looked pretty comfortable. He made a bad decision late yeah. when the Patriots were down 26 to 10. Right. Time was Forcing running it. out. Yeah. Time was running out in the game. He took a shot deep. It was a perfect time to take a shot. If he gets the ball five yards further in the air, yeah. Demir Bird's catching a yeah, touchdown. It was just underthrown. It was just underthrown. So he threw it a little bit late, a little, and it was short. So, I mean, that's, that's on Stidham. That's his fault. Right. But in the time of the game, he absolutely had to take a shot. So I don't blame him at all for taking the shot. He was getting absolutely lit up as he let go of the ball too. Um, but I liked what I saw from Stidham yesterday. He he moved out of the pocket at one time and found Demir Bird for like yep. a thirty yard gain or something. He there's he looks smooth. The ball looks smooth coming out of his hands. And I know I'm I know that I drove the Jarrett Stidham hype train to start the season. And he, he, while he didn't look great yesterday, he looked way better than Brian Hoyer. Right. So if if Cam can't play this upcoming week, which we'll get to. If Brian Hoyer is starting over Stidham, I'm going to be absolutely rip shit mad. Yeah, and we saw nothing very great offensively from Hoyer. And yes, there were mistakes from both, but that touchdown pass that Stidham threw to Harry was a great pass. (laughs) That was a dime. Yeah. And like that's exciting because not only is that getting Harry involved, which we've been wanting more and more of, but like that's another, like a great decision, a great pass, great execution. If that's the potential for Stidham, then that's who I want to be playing if Cam is hurt. I don't want taking a sack with 13 seconds left with the worst play I've ever seen. That's a play a rookie makes, not an 11-year veteran. Right. Oh, God. Okay. I know we're going to transition at some point to defense, but staying on offense, do you want to circle back to Edelman now? Yes, that is – yeah, I'm glad. So, I have some crazy stats coming your way during some of these bullet points. This is a crazy stat. We're not math guys, but we are stats guys. Let's just put that out there. Big analytics stat guys. Huge. So – Julian Edelman has been a cornerstone of this Patriots, the second part of this Patriots dynasty, since he kind of kind of busted onto the scene. He came in in 2009, really started playing a lot in 11, and it's right. taken off since then, obviously. Biased, he's a Hall of Famer. He's a Hall of Famer. You won't find, Aside from Jerry Rice, there's nobody in the NFL who's better in the postseason than Julian Edelman. Right. I love the guy with every fiber of my being. He looks a little bit washed. And he had that amazing game in Seattle. But something's not right. And I think uh, Wash was probably a little bit too harsh. He looks hurt. He looks hurt. I know he's on the injury report every single week, and he's always questionable to play with a knee injury. He's just such a warrior that he – like he – 
he fights. He fights through it. Now, here's the stat. He had three drops last night, which brings his total to five this year through four games. Obviously not great. Since the beginning of last season, so you combine the 17 games the Patriots played and the four this year, Julian Edelman has 14 drops combined. The next closest player in the NFL has eight. Yeesh. There's a couple of them tied for tied with eight. But you're telling me that's almost double the next closest guy. The drops are becoming an issue. And I don't know, I don't know the facts to back this up, but it feels like almost every one of the drops is just a humongous drop. Like it doesn't they're, feel like it's a routine drop. Like it's like, oh, whatever, it doesn't matter. It, it, I'm not saying they're all the pick six that we saw yeah. yesterday, but it feels like it's always like the worst possible time. A, for a third drop. down, like a, a big scenario. Yeah. yeah. And I feel like more times than not, the drops are on the easier throws. Like big moments, yes, but the ones that like go right into his hands. Right. He'll make the acrobatic ones, which right. makes no sense to yeah. me. What? But uh, 14 drops is a lot, Bruno. Yeah. I, and like you said, I, I don't want to – if he is battling through injury, I'm with you, and that that's you know credit to him for being a gamer. I hope he gets healthy. I'm not really sure what it's going to take, whatever. But at the same time – You'd have like I wonder what would happen if he wasn't like clearly our best option and we need him. I know. I'm gonna I'm gonna throw a, something out there for you. Oh, I have no idea what this is. There's a clip on like NFL films or something, something from back in 2009 when I think it was Edelman was returning. He like returned to kick or something in a preseason game, and. Belichick is standing on the sideline next to Wes Welker and he like makes a joke about like uh the backup like becoming the guy. Is Edelman about to get Wes Welkered? You know how Edelman took Wes Welker's position? Is Gunnar Olszewski gonna take Edelman's position? I, I mean, think it's on the I think it's on the table. I think here's what I'll say. I think it's on the table, but I don't know if Gunnar has it in him. I know he has the potential and the flashes. Yep. I mean, I'm trying it's to think back. It's a very similar story to Edelman's. And I, I guess here's what I'll say. To be fair, I don't think I said like, or we all thought that before Edelman became Edelman, it was like that was going to happen. I don't know if that was clear until he started playing. Correct. So like, I guess to to Gunner's, to be fair to Gunner, that is similar. But like, it seems like he's playing more. We want him to be involved, and like the potential is there. Every so... Patriots beat writer, because my entire Twitter page is Patriots beat your, writers. Your bubble, my bubble. Um, they all said he was the most improved player by a mile right. at Patriots training camp this year. Like in terms of the intricacies of how he runs his routes um, and all that stuff, his his knowledge of the playbook. So I thought it was telling yesterday that he was back from IR. Gunner was. And him and the Isaiah Zuber guy pushed Jacoby Myers to be healthy and active. Because last year, everyone's like, oh, Jacoby Myers is going to be good. I remember. Well, well, now he's buried. He's, he's buried. He's buried in the depth chart. So pretty much right now, you have Nikhil Harry, Demir Bird, um, Julian Edelman, and Gunner. Yeah. Also, first of all, thank God we have Bird, by the way. But second he's of all, been good. Yeah, he's been good. You're, you're absolutely right. I mean, I think. The only thing stopping that from happening is that we just, again, are that's what our wide receiver group looks like. It will be interesting. I know that we we were talking before we started recording today about the rumors of Patriots potentially trading for a receiver. Yep. If that does end up happening, 
that only increases this chance of potentially happening, like, right? Because like yeah. again, I don't necessarily think we can afford to have at like we can't lose Edelman and not gain anything right now. Correct. Which is why it's not going to happen like that. But it's not going to happen forward, this year. Yeah. Right? yeah. Yes. I think Edelman. I don't know how much he's got left. I don't Do you know, know what his contract situation is, by the way. I think it's up this year or next year. I know. Do you want to filibuster real quick while I look it up? I'll I'll try to filibuster. So, um, going back to the Demir Bird thing, I remember when he was signed this off season. I was like, who is this kind of guy? And a lot of the comparisons were to Philip Dorsett. And Philip Dorsett moved on to Seattle, so I guess I was like, "Oh, it's like a it's like a one for one swap." So Demir Bird in, Philip Dorsett out. Demir Bird has been so much better than anything Philip Dorsett gave you; it's kind of unbelievable, and it just made it that much sweeter when the Patriots did sign Cam Newton. Cam Newton and Bird played with each other in Carolina for I think for a year or two. So I was like, "Okay, Cam comes in, it at least gives him a receiver." that he has some familiarity with. So I was all about that. And um, he's been really, really, really strong in a lot of, in the Seattle game, in this game, he got shut out in the Miami game, but I, I've liked what I've seen from him a lot. Yeah. Uh, How was I, that for filibuster? That was a fucking great filibuster, by the way. So shout out to you. The first ever uh, PTF filibuster. <laughs> yeah, there um, was. Playing the filibusters. Um, so in my research, I have found that it says he's an unrestricted free agent in 2022, but a oh. potential out in 2021. I can't really figure out what that means. Maybe it's like we can cut him or like. I'm Maybe saying. a restricted free. I don't know. Yeah, it doesn't. It, it's kind of not very clear. But the main point is that like we weren't predicting to happen this year anyways. Right. But maybe this Down is the, the last mm-hmm. contract he signs with the Patriots. I Again, think for I sure. don't love that idea because like you said, he's been incredible over this second he's dynasty stretch. He's 34 years old. He, but that's also, old. Yeah. And that's especially old. for the type of way he plays. Absolutely. So like the hits he takes and all that stuff adds up. So um, before we, again, I, I, I haven't seen your... 3,000 word essay. So I'm just going to assume what some of the points are. Again, I'm trying to keep it consistent. Uh-huh. Consistency is key. That's why I'll never change. Before we get to the defense, do we want to talk about Damian Harris or the running game? The running game? Oh my God. I don't, I don't think I, think I, I don't think I even had that as a bullet. Yes. I, there's a couple more things I want to talk about for, um, Oh, sorry. Yeah, the offense. No, 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 the offense, but let's start with Damian Harris. So on the way, uh, I was on the way to the bar last night where I was watching the game. And I got the news that uh, Harris was active, and I was thrilled. But then they placed Michelle on IR. Yeah, and I was like, what? And I – nobody really likes Sony Michelle in my friend group. No one's a big Sony Michelle stan. And I'm not a stan either, but I, I respect him, and I give him so much credit for what we did in 2018 winning that Super Bowl. Um, and it sucks as he played so well against the Raiders last week. And I was like, this is great. Harris is coming back. We're going to have this stable of running backs. Um, but now Michelle's on IR for at least three weeks, and Harris stepped into that role. And let me tell you, that boy can play. Yeah. Is Sony Michelle getting cucked? Yes. I don't, <laughs> I, like, I, I don't, don't know what know. other way to put it. I don't know if he ever gets a job back. Not with the way he looked last night mm-hmm. in his first game, by uh-huh. the way. 100 yards, right? 100 and over 100 yeah, yards. Yeah, something like that. Yep. I mean, it didn't. I don't think he scored a touchdown, but he looked no, he didn't. pretty good. He ran hard yep and he has a burst through the line um so i think he he's phenomenal rex burkhead is a great change of pace guy <laughs> i was so happy to see james white back he just yeah. makes me happy yeah um i i don't know if you saw very the, emotional yeah yeah um i retweeted it if anyone follows me on twitter go look at it what's um, the at plug it 
uh, at Kurtfield13. Follow it. Follow it. That's like your it. Retweet it. Do what you got to do. Swipe up. Swipe. Ooh, no, no. DM. <laughs> DMs, DMs are open. Um, I, I feel so bad for him, but every single thing that's coming out of the, like the Patriots organization is just overwhelmingly glowing reviews of James White as a person, not, not even as a player, just as a human being. So, um, I'm so glad he's a Patriot. I'm so glad he's on the team and I'm so glad that he was back yesterday. So, um, did you have anything else you want to talk about for the running backs? No, that was basically it. I mean, I'm I'm with you in that it's going to be really hard to take touches away from Harris if he plays anything like yesterday and most likely even better than he plays yesterday. Again, we have the the dynamic group where they all kind of do different things. So, like, Harris, I think, is going to fit nicely in because the other two yep. don't really run the same way he does. So. Correct. Um, I don't think Harris – this is a good segue. I don't think Harris has as good of a game as he does yesterday – without the offensive line doing what they've been doing. It's time to give them some love, Bruno. It's time. Some love. Some love. I was like, God damn it, when Dante Scarnecchia, the offensive line coach, left, I was like, the last time he left, our offensive line sucked. And so he came out of retirement, and the line was really good under Scarnecchia. And now that he was gone, I was like, "Uh uh-oh, it's going to be a rough year. Well. Another surprise yesterday was that Shaq Mason was inactive last night with a quad uh, quad injury, I think. So he wasn't in the lineup. So that means David Andrews, their starting center, is on IR. Their right guard, Shaq Mason, was out. And then Illuminor, who had been playing right tackle, was out. Or something happened to him, too. So aside from Joe Tooney, who has been a starter for the Pats for three or four years now, here's what they went with for a lineup. They had Isaiah Wynn, who has 11 career starts at left tackle. Then at left guard, it was Tooney. James Ference at center, two career starts. I've learned his name. Michael Onwenu. Damn it. It was funny when you didn't I know. know how to say it. <laughs> Onwenu, one career start. Yep. And Justin Heron, zero career starts. So between the four of them, not named Joe Tooney, they didn't even have one year of starting experience under their belt. And they absolutely manhandled the Chiefs at the line of scrimmage last night. I know that the Chiefs didn't have Chris Jones, and that is a huge thing to not have because he is he is like their defense. Um, but that offensive line balled last night. And Michael Onwenu, the right guard, has been so good for the Patriots. Him, Onwenu, and Heron. Both were six-round picks this year. Um, and Wayne was from Michigan, and Heron was from Wake Forest, and both of those guys played great. So here's some here's some facts coming your direction. And Wayne is the is in the top five highest graded rookies in the entire league, and he is rated the number two offensive lineman in all of the NFL. That is literally shocking. Literally shocking. And I'm a nerd, and I watched the tape yesterday, and he absolutely manhandles people. He's like 350 pounds, and he plays guard sometimes, and that means guards. And that means guards pull. If I'm a linebacker, and I see this behemoth of a man hauling ass at me, I'm getting out of the way. I'm scared. I'm scared because he's coming. He's coming downhill hard, dude. He, you know, Bruno, is he the best six round pick we've ever had from Michigan? I can't even think of another one. I can't think of one either. But I, uh, you know, for all those, for all those naysayers, 
who say Belichick can't draft. Look at me now. He gave you the big fuck you last night because he, he, those rookies were balling. And the class before, last year's class, Chase Winovich, Nikhil Harry, even sit him for for points. Um, Dietrich Wise, who's been a couple years, but the Patriots have, they're good. They're a good football team. <laughs> like how that's where we ended up. The Patriots are good. <laughs> they're good. Bill Belichick is their head coach. They're never not going to be bad. Wait, they're never not. Is that what I meant to say? They're never going to be bad. Yeah, they're never not going to be. Yeah, they're never going to be bad. <laughs> Let's go with that. My brain is tripped up wide. Um, this is the craziest stat I think I've ever heard. Okay. I Am I right? No. How many of these can I take? This is the last one. Okay. I think this is a lot. Yeah, is, I'm almost No done. promises. <clears throat> Patrick Mahomes has been a starter in the NFL for three seasons. Okay? So he missed some time because uh, of that injury. He's played roughly like 52 games. I don't know. He's played three seasons, um, and he's made had some deep playoff runs. So let's just call it like over 50 games. Okay? He has thrown a touchdown pass in the first half of every single game he started in the NFL, aside from three. <laughs> All three are against the Patriots. I mean, just literally absurd. What do you want me to say? Uh, what can you say? Bill Belichick's the GOAT. I mean, here's another thing, too. How many games do you think the Chiefs have played with Mahomes where offensively they've scored less than 20 points? Dude, I know. Because that happened last night, too. They only got <laughs> above 20 with the pick six. Let's let's chat defense, yeah, Bruno. Let's, let's, let's chat defense. In the first minute of the game, the Patriots dropped the interception. Okay? Should have been one pick. <laughs> Sadly, it wasn't the first time. No, it wasn't the first time. Later in the game, in the fourth quarter, J.C. Jackson drops the interception. That was such a weird play. So if J.C. Jackson picks that one off, I think that one was bigger. Because on the first series, the Patriots forced like right. they got like a, a field, three goal? Po- field goal. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So still, though, that's three points right. with a drop pick on the first possession. Right. And then the J.C. Jackson drop, they go down and score a touchdown. So there's 10 points that could have come off the board for the Chiefs because we should have picked them twice. So you're telling me they only scored nine legit points against <laughs> Belichick's defense? Let me, let's, let's explain a little bit about what the Patriots did defensively to stop Patrick Mahomes. So I think the formula is out there a little bit. A little bit in the NFL about what you have to do. Last week, the stupid-ass Ravens decided to blitz Patrick Mahomes like it was their job. So they're bringing six or seven guys, and they couldn't have been more stupid. If you're going to leave all those receivers one-on-one, you're going to lose. Patrick Mahomes will hot route something, and and it's one-on-one, and you're going to lose. Well, the Chargers had a lot of success by only rushing four generating a little bit of a pass rush, just apply some mild pressure on Mahomes, and then dropping seven into coverage. Well, don't get me wrong. Belichick Belichick picked his spots yesterday where he blitzed. But for a large majority, he rushed four, but sometimes only three. So Belichick dropped eight people into coverage. That, And more times than not, he doubled at least two people. So more times than not, it was Tyree Kill and it was um, uh, Travis Kelsey who were doubled, which means Sammy Watkins, who a lot of times was lined up on Stephon Gilmore, he's not. He's Watkins no, ain't no, going to no. win that one. No, and no, then no. Allen Robinson is going to beat the other quarterback, the other corner. I don't. I don't think so. Wait, Allen Robinson? 
And then I say Alan Robinson. Yeah. Well, not him. Some other guy De- named Robinson. DeMar- DeMarcus. Someone, Demarcus it's, Robinson. Yeah, yeah. yeah, not Alan Robinson. Yeah, yeah. That'd, like, that'd be bad. Um, yeah, <laughs> the, the Chiefs, Chiefs don't need Alan. Yeah, Robinson. do not need him. <laughs> um, but so the, it was just genius. And then what was so cool was that like the Patriots disguised their coverages so well. So sometimes they'd line up on the line of scrimmage with five, three down linemen and two defensive ends, and they drop both defensive ends right out into the flats. So. Patrick Mahomes' check down to Clyde Edwards-Solaire wasn't there because defensive ends were sitting right there. Um, it just, it was masterful. Bill Belichick, he's such a good coach, dude. I don't even know. I don't, I'm running out of things to say about him, but I, it's so impressive what he does from a schematic standpoint. He'll keep you in a game. I mean, the Patriots offense was dog shit bad yesterday and he kept you in the game. Can I just revisit a quick thing you said? So, Facts, they only scored nine legitimate points. Yes. Facts. If that's the case, we win 10 to 9. I'm just going to throw that in there. Just throw some numbers. More facts. Earlier, this is a callback. I pay attention when you listen. You said our lost points on Saxon. 25.2. Did we win 35 to 9 yesterday? <laughs> you know what? <laughs> or did, you, <laughs> did you see Portnoy's thing as the game was oh, going yeah, on yeah, yesterday? It's like he was like, uh, Patriots like 42, uh, Chiefs 13 with Cam Newton. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It was, he kept doing it as the game was yeah. going on. It was so funny. So I, I'm going to refer to yesterday as a 35 to 9 win. I'll take moving it. Moving forward. Okay. The Patriots should be 4-0, like you pointed out early in the season. Right. I mean, early in the episode. Whoa, my brain is so fried. Technically, it was earlier in the season. <laughs> it was. <laughs> Um, so I mentioned the two uh, interceptions we should have had, right? Yes. Here's one we actually did have that just so happened in the NF- that the refs blew it dead. Oh my god! So this this bullet I forgot point, about this. this. We've talked about all this stuff, and I forgot about this. This bullet point in in all caps says controversial bullshit calls. Okay, so the Patriots got absolutely fucking hosed, and again. All you little simps out there who don't God. give a shit about the Patriots, like, oh, keep complaining. Patriots <laughs> fans are so entitled. You guys are fucking idiots. Like, you're all idiots, okay? Um, and you can't stop us. We're going we're we're, gonna, to yeah. Yeah, talk. So. so here's the thing. Patrick Mahomes is being absolutely eaten alive by Chase Winovich during this play. And Dietrich Wise – so um, Winovich has him around, like, the waist – Okay, and like is bringing him to the ground. Patrick Mahomes, as we've noted, is a goddamn wizard with the ball in his hand. So as he's going to the ground, Mahomes is still looking up, and there's a wide open Tyree kill like five yards in front of him. So as he's going to make the throw, Dietrich Wise comes out and knocks the ball out of Mahomes' hand. SWAT team. So as the ball is on the ground and Shalit Calhoun, the Patriots outside linebacker, is running for a touchdown, the referees blow the play dead. And I was like, oh, okay. They're just going to say Shalik Calhoun was down. No. These motherfuckers go out and say that Patrick Mahomes was, quote, in the grasp and that the play was dead and it was a sack. Can I ask you just one more time for clarification? Yes. Kurt? When was the whistle blown? The whistle was blown as Shalik Calhoun was running with the football for a touchdown. Arguably 20, 30 yards down from where it happened? Arguably. Yeah, so they were like, it was, someone had like a stopwatch. It was almost three seconds after the ball was out of Mahomes' hands. And here's my thing. If Patrick Mahomes likely pointed out the wizard with the ball that he is, if he completes that pass to Tyree Kill, are they going to say he was in the grasp? No. I don't think so. So if Dietrich Wise didn't knock that ball out of Mahomes' hand, it's a completion. Right. 
They waited. To, essentially, they waited to see what happened. Yeah. So I was I was mad because I was like, damn, they're going to take a touchdown off the board because he was going to score a touchdown. Um, and then I was like, why is Kansas City punting? I've I've seen Belichick hot. Uh, he, was he was pissed. I don't. He'll probably get fined because there's a there's that new thing that came out last week. Like if you address an, an official without your mask on, well, Bill Belichick wore two masks last night for some reason, <laughs> and he took them both off yeah, to yell. <laughs> and he took both off to yell at the referees. Um, so that was that was the the play of the game that they got host yeah. on. They were down six to three still, so they would have been up 10 to 6. Yeah. And did you see I know there's more but did you see the bullshit reasoning after the game of oh, why they said give me a goddamn break. Something bullshit along the lines of like they ruled it forward progress or something like that so you can't challenge. It was something where like the way they ruled it you physically cannot challenge it. Yeah. Belichick couldn't even throw a challenge flag. Couldn't right. even be reviewed. Yikes. And then the the broadcast Tony Romo was like I I don't like Tony Roma at all, but he was like, "That's a terrible call." And then Gene Statutor or whatever they, the yeah, the guy they bring on to talk is like, "That's terrible." Yeah, the refs got to do the right thing and review that. Blah right. blah blah. But they didn't. Guess what? What? So uh, another terrible call. Okay, let's just compare uh, apples to apples here because that's we we like to be fair, Bruno. Right? That's we're, we're striving nothing for but fair. fairness. Okay. Earlier in the game, okay, I think it was second quarter, maybe third. Damian Harris has a nice run to the right seven yard gain is clearly out of bounds like clearly out of bounds and Tyron Matthew like absolutely tosses him to the ground rough sort of flag I'm like okay good fine then they pick up the flag they said it was inadvertent bruh bruh okay fine they picked it up that is what it is I was pissed but I was like whatever then, Kurt, what happens later in the game? Patrick Brittany Mahomes Damn. runs to the sideline and flops like the little, little girl that he is. LeBron. LeBron. A little, little girl. Um, it looked like he took all the ballet, little dance, little acting classes. I don't know why I said ballet. I meant acting classes, okay? I'm just really mad. Uh, Dietrich Wise literally, like, love taps him on the back. Wasn't even trying. Was not. He was, I think he was just trying to stop himself. Right. From like falling, he also ran into a thousand helmets. And stuff after, <laughs> yeah, so. they went flying. But Patrick Mahomes flops like a little fish, and the refs throw a flag. And I'm like, oh, well, the same shit's gonna happen, right? They they, they threw a flag for the they Harris. Have, they have to they be ha- consistent. They right? have to be consistent with their consistency calls. is key. Is it? It not? is key. Um, no, it, it that counted. That counted. So 15 yards for the Chiefs on the drive where they go score a touchdown. Ridiculous. Like, of course. Of course. Of course. It just, <laughs> and then it, and then it brings me back to do I last year, Bruno? Okay. Oh. The game God. at Gillette Stadium. Patriots Bruh. first Chiefs. Nikhil Harry scores a touchdown. Should have been his first touchdown ever in the NFL. The refs call him out of bounds at like the three yard line. Well, what Bruno? You have you have eyes. Sometimes the eyesight we, we <laughs> yes. <laughs> Sometimes <laughs> the eyesight doesn't work out in your favor. Was Nikhil Harry in bounds on every single angle you saw last year? I I think you know there. Sometimes with these calls, you can't get to a place where you can say there's definitive proof. That's about as definitive of an inbounds receiver as I'm, you can see. I'm ready to tell you, Helen Keller could have saw that he was in bounds last year. That's, that's as far as I'm gonna. That's as far as I'm gonna go with that one. Okay, so the Patriots got hosed on that call last year, which ultimately cost them seeding. In the whole landscape of the playoffs. So 
uh, asterisk by the Chiefs Super Bowl last Wait, year. Wait, did the Patriots win the Super Bowl last year? I think we could basically, by transitive oh, property, I think yes. you can say that. So does Brady have seven? Yes. Cool. Not a math guy, but that's six plus one. Six plus one does equal seven. Yes. Um, so, to, and again, you know what's also just funny now that we're talking about all this? You take one of these things that we, we started with bad decision making we started with interceptions missed or interceptions thrown penalties you take like any one of these alone and that could be the difference in a game <laughs> yes. how many things have we pointed out that happened in the game last night to and like let it like this is just, it's like an unlimited list of things that happened and that's why i said i don't believe in really moral victories because the patriots they had the game they won the game they should have no they didn't win the game they should they had everything on the table to win the game and they didn't do it um, so that's why I don't think you can definitively call it a moral victory. Um, so yeah, they're sitting here two and two, um, going into Denver and then a bye week. So, um, on the Cam Newton thing. Yeah. Let's circle back. Circle back. Cam is asymptomatic. So that means after five days, Cam is allowed to come back to the facility. If he has COVID tests that test negative two COVID tests that test negative 24 hours apart. So that apparently I saw he could be back in the facility on Thursday for the Broncos game on Sunday. Now, I don't know if that's enough time for him to get caught up with like the game plan and stuff. I would assume it is, but I don't know. So it kind of leads me back to the point like do the Patriots almost just say, Cam, stay out this week. We have a bye week next week. Make sure you're 100% healthy. Or do they be like, we gotta, we can't take a chance? I, here's what I would say, and again, this is assuming a lot, but if it's a quote-unquote normal injury, then I would say the safe route, right? But yes, he tested positive for COVID, right? But you can be asymptomatic and not feel any different. Correct. Right? He so says he feels fine. Yeah, theoretically, if he's not feeling tired, if he's not coughing, if he you know doesn't have you know cold symptoms, whatever it is, if it's literally just he has it but feels nothing then I would say if he can play, let's play him, right? Yeah. Because even Cam Newton on, you know, half the week on virtual prep and yeah. half the week on in-facility prep is going to be better than what – I mean, again, there are flashes of good from Sidham, but it's going to be better than whatever else yeah. we have, right? Yeah. And so, I, again, because it's not something like it's like an ankle or, you know, something else where it's like that, you don't really know for sure. If it's really that he's asymptomatic, I would love to see him be able to play. That being said, though, again, like we – Follow every test. Worst case scenario is he comes back. Maybe, you know, something happens and he infects other players. Definitely don't want that. Because yeah, it seems like right now, that. other than this new one that happened like an hour ago, it yep. seems like every other Patriot has been fine. Yep. So, we'll knock that's on wood. Like, yeah, the incubation period that everyone keeps talking about is like, that was Bruno knocking on his head for those of you who couldn't <laughs> see it. Um, do you have anything else you have to add? I have one more point. About what, Cam? Or just, just the game? Just the game. Um, I'm excited for the potential for a rematch because again (laughs) i think that like this was the most adverse conditions possible cam newton's out playing in kansas city you know travel the day of the game travel the day of the game and all of our player like all the opt-outs and stuff this is about as like as much adversity as you could possibly to go play the defending super bowl champs right and like they barely like it's i know it was 26 to 10 you can realistically say (laughs) they like barely beat us oh it was don't look at the score right because that was not indicative of what happened last night you take away some of those a couple just a couple of those bullshit calls a couple of the bad drops or just like you take that away and then you add in cam newton and and Damian Harris, like after just this yep. first game, 
it's hard not to be like, I think we could realistically win the rematch. I'll tell you what. The the Chiefs absolutely embarrassed the Ravens last week. Right. They like made them look like mincemeat. Right. <laughs> Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid do not nope. want to see the Patriots nope. team in the playoffs. So for all you idiots who thought the Patriots were going to go 6-10, and well, they're not going to, first of all. And when they do get to the playoffs, and if they do eventually play the Chiefs, I'll tell you right now, I like Fire their me up. I like their odds. Fire me up. Um, my literal last point is Jake Bailey is the best punter in the NFL. Retweet. That's it. That's all I have to say about that. He is so goddamn He's so good. good. <laughs> um, that's it. Sorry, this was a little bit longer of a podcast. I needed to vent because I've been sitting on that all day. Yeah, and please be here for Kurt because he had a lot to say, and he, I think he got most of it out, but he really needed this. I, I, I needed it. Starting a podcast was so, like the best thing ever just because just I was able to do that this episode. It's true. I just needed to get that it's out. That's true. Hey. Uh, that's it. So thank you guys so much for listening this week. And Bruno and I will catch you next time on Play in the Field. Play in the Field. Play in the field.